When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on? Adam Hogue, Nicholas Moriano, back from Hallis Hall where we just frantically drove home from Nick Broke over under three and a half laws to get home yeah we're, we're gonna take the over on that one there adam um but we're here apparently i owe people in the chat some stickers um apologize but we're here we're gonna recap everything that happened on the second ota practice first one open to the media but glad you're all waited and are here to hear everything that happened at bears ota practice yeah big day for us here at chgo uh, uh if you missed it earlier you definitely should go back and check out our podcast this is the second show we've had today um, because Kevin Kadek, Mark Carmen talked to Richard Dent in our normal time slot at noon earlier today. So uh, if you didn't catch it live, make sure you go back and uh, check out that interview and the podcast feeds. And um, I will be doing that myself because we were out on the practice field while that was going on. So I haven't heard that yet. Uh, we were out watching Justin Fields throw bombs to DJ Moore and uh, Tremaine Edmonds making big plays out there. So plenty to talk about uh, from the first day. And that is, I should call it the second day of OTA practice, but this is the first time we've been out there um, and we get access to one a week for the next three weeks. So the next, uh, next week we're there on Wednesday and the week after that we're on Wednesday as well. So you got that to look forward to, but this is definitely a recap show of what we saw. We, as we did in training camp last year, best and worst, of the day. What'd you see, Nick? You know, this is going to qualify for the best and worst. Adam. Oh. And this happened early on in practice. I'm going to give it to our guy, Travis Gibson, for breaking the sled machine with his strong press and release. Breaks the sled machine. So really good on Travis Gibson, the power that he generated. Bad on maybe, I don't know, is that the Bears, the equipment itself? Maybe Travis Gibson's just too strong. Uses inner Thor power that he likes to, you know, show when he gets sacks on the football field. But that happened early on. We got a front row seat to Travis Gibson just putting the power to the sled and breaking it right then and there. Yeah, I, I want to actually give uh, credit to number 52, Terrell Lewis, a defensive lineman, a third-year pro out of Alabama who's on this roster because I have a theory – he did. He had the rep right before Travis Gibson, and it was a good rep. You know, the, the coaches were actually like dapping him up a little bit, and it was a powerful rep. So I'm I I sort of feel like he may have actually done the damage. Okay, but then Travis Gibson just finished it off. You know, it's like when you you ask your significant other to like maybe, or they ask you to open up a jar of something, right? And you know, they right, loosen, yes. and you get it. And then you get it. It's like, oh, well, you know, I loosened up for you. And that's exactly what maybe could have happened on that rep to the sled there. Yeah, no one ever gives the person who loosened it the credit. So I, that's why I just want to make sure that, you know, this podcast here is representing Terrell Lewis properly. Um, and, uh, you know, Tony Medlin didn't seem too concerned about it. You know, I don't think he likes when the equipment breaks, but we sure as hell aren't putting that on him. And they'll get that fixed up and ready to go. Um, I was just, well, I was just flipping around. Like there's more sleds on the other side. They just sort of, but there's only a few minutes left in the period. So I think that's probably why uh, that was definitely uh, one of the more entertaining parts of today uh, for me. I mean, the best, I think it was, it's gotta be a play that you and I actually didn't see the end of, which was annoying, but uh, you know, it's in the two minute drill and Justin Fields drops back. We see the ball launched into the air. One of his beautiful deep balls 
and were blocked by all these offensive linemen just because we had been standing sort of off to the side to get a better view before that. And all of a sudden, we just we see everyone react to what was apparently an incredible catch. I hope the Bears put out the highlight later um, on on their social medias. I'm sure they will if they haven't already. But, uh, you know, walk back over to where everyone else was who caught that. It was DJ Moore. So even though I didn't get to see the end of it, that had to be the best play of the day. Uh, Justin Fields connecting with, with DJ Moore. One of many times that that happened today. Um, yeah, so. and that was happening early and often too. Like it started off the practice where Justin Fields is, you know, targeting number two. The one to two connection was real in today's practice. And Justin was kind of saying it was a little bit more apparent today than in yesterday. And obviously we didn't get access to that one, but you saw one, the one to two connection was going early and often in today's practice. Yeah. And then the the worst for me is just who wasn't there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not at all surprised that Jalen Johnson's not there. I uh, certainly don't begrudge the strategy. These players got to get, um, you know, what, what they deserve. And Jalen Johnson uh, is eligible for a contract going into his fourth year. Um, and, you know, that's something he's entitled. It's voluntary. You don't have to be there. But um, it's also just kind of nice to know that, hey, it might not be that big of a deal and be drama free and whatever. It's not the end of the world, but Jalen Johnson not being there. And just by comparison's sake, um, Cole Komet was out there, right? And Cole Komet's Mm -hmm. eligible for a con. Now, that could change come training camp for all we know. I mean, that's when your holdout, if you... It's not te- even technically a holdout right now because you don't have to be there. Yeah. Uh, it's a holdout when you need to be there and you're not, and then you get fined, which happens. Um, and, and then sometimes it's not that big of a deal. Like, was it, am I remembering right? Robert Quinn didn't come to mini camp last year, which was mandatory. And then he was there and we we're like, oh, is this going to be a problem? And then he was there the first day of training camp and it wasn't a big problem. So, yeah. It- and Adam, like this, like the big thing here, it's voluntary. And, you know, Iberfus was, was asked a couple of times in today's press conference, like, is it a little frustrating that, you know, guys are not there back in the day? Was it a little different when it came to these voluntary workouts? Well, bottom line, it's still voluntary. And until like it, it comes to that time where it's like training camp, things were mandated where these players are, you know, required to be at these practices, then as of right now, you know, I'm not going to worry too much about it. Yes, Matt Eberflus, he doesn't sound too worried about it. You, Justin Fields knows what Jalen Johnson brings to the table. So right now, like, he's he's the big name, not there. But there was still a really good turnout for these this young Bears team and, you know, who showed up on, again, the second day of OTAs. Uh, we, we actually did a separate video outside of Hallis Hall earlier that uh, will also show up in the YouTube feed where we – we talked about that, you know, who's here, who's not a little bit more in depth. Um, so you could check that out. But um, just to shortly recap for those who's listening as a podcast and maybe, you know, might, might not see that video. Uh, Eddie Jackson also not there. Now, Eddie Jackson's dealing with a uh, with, with that injury that he suffered late in the season. And that's still going on, according to flu. So it is entirely possible. We don't necessarily know if Eddie Jackson's been in the building um, I haven't seen anything that shows that he's been there, um, but he, but also not worried about it. At one point in flu, I thought this was noticeable be, or notable because at one other point in his press conference, um, flu mentioned Eddie Jackson as like a leader on the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that is a pretty good indication that like, there's not really any drama here with Eddie Jackson situation. I don't know why there would be uh, same thing with Darnell Mooney, who by the way is also in that Cole Komet Jalen Johnson territory where he could be eligible for a contract extension, but he is also coming off an injury. And we saw in some TikTok videos yesterday that he has been there um, and has been around. We just didn't see him at practice today. So I, and then the somewhat Odd, surprising one, but I also really don't think it's a big deal at all. It's Nate Davis, who the Bears just signed, their the right guard. Um, he wasn't there. Just keep. I, I don't know what that means at this point, but just keep in mind that guys do miss random days. And, um, you know, I, I think in, in Fields' press conference, he talked about Nate Davis 
like in kind of getting to know him. So it doesn't sound like Nate Davis has been missing by any means. Um, and we're only there one day a week. So it's kind of hard for us to gauge all this. The obvious one that we actually got confirmation from fields of all people that Jalen Johnson hasn't been there. Um, and it wasn't just a one day thing. Um, so, but that's obviously the one to watch going forward. Yeah, Adam, I think, you know, it's going to be a good resource for us going forward and anybody who wants to know who's there, who's not. Maybe we just all need to go download TikTok and follow Chase Claypool. He's going to give us the answers we need when it comes to figuring out who's in this bear. I'm not even on TikTok. Well, well, maybe now you got to get it. That's my problem. The TikTok video we're talking about was Chase Claypool. Apparently, like, is boys with Michael Jordan or something. It's this giant shipment of amazing shoes that you had to be jealous of yeah the, the one of the pairs of shoes he showed in that video is literally on the sneakers app it comes out in two days so if i get a chance to talk to chase i need to know who his guy is and see if we can get the hookup it's messed up Mm-mm-mm. it might be michael <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so maybe uh yeah that's an exclusive group so i'm out <laughs> um all right so th- th- that's some of the sort of newsy items just off the top and that we wanted to get to, but let's talk about the quarterback and wide receiver one, which we can officially start calling them that we, we already knew that the trade indicated that, but fields called him that himself, the number one wide receiver, DJ Moore, he'll be playing that X spot. Um, and you know, add some consistency to the overall wide receiver unit, knowing that that's his position and we'll see how they utilize chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney accordingly. Um, but I look definitely do not want to be overrating one random practice in may, but it sure as hell beats the alternative than to see those guys are not on the same page, uh, in an early practice. And so, you know, no declarations about, uh, the future necessarily, but it was refreshing to just see an early May. Uh, well, I guess a late May, but we're talking about an early practice in the OTA mini camp part of the calendar year where the quarterback and star wide receiver who they brought in really seemed to be on the same page. And um, Fluce talked about Justin Fields chemistry with some of these new wide receivers. And he said, you can see good execution that they're on the same page. You can just feel that rep after rep. It's the consistency of it. It's not just one time. It's pretty much every time, but he did go on to say in seven on seven, the ball shouldn't hit the ground and we're not there yet. So it's far from perfect and it's not going to be this time of year, but that, that was some pretty noticeable details there you know that you see that execution rep after rep and it's consistent it's pretty much every time i thought that was very notable yeah and i think you know he was being honest about the seven on seven period like that's a portion of practice where hey we expect the offense to complete the ball every time there shouldn't be any drops and there were um but for the most part like what was encouraging to see like dj moore going from last season was heavily targeted in that 10 to 19 yard range. Well, Justin Fields connected with him on that portion of the field, the middle of the field. So you're seeing these types of throws where that's where Justin Fields excels, uh, has shown that he can excel in that area. And then they hit that in practice. And we talked about the deep, the deep ball, your, your best play that we saw at today's practice. So we're just starting to see, you know, this, this phase two come to fruition really where they're developing the chemistry you're seeing it on the field. And I like Justin Fields answer um, in his press conference today. Like, even though he's not on the, I believe he called it the, was it the front side of the play. He's still looking for, to get DJ more like those opportunities now. So that you can just still familiarize himself with it because he does change the dynamic of how you go through your progressions with a guy like this. So it's encouraging to see those, those completions Obviously, they need to keep wrapping it out and get better at it. But like when that seven on seven portion started, I was kind of just logging, like seeing, okay, how are they doing? And yeah, he was he was targeting him, even if uh, you know there was one play where he almost got intercepted. I think it was number twenty six, Michael OJ Moutier, former Iowa Hawkeye, nearly picked off uh, Justin Fields, but still going to still trying to get the ball to DJ Moore. So that's just a connection that I think as camp goes along, 
We're going to see that better and better in that deep ball. Sorry, we, we saw it on day two. Let's see what it's going to look like on day 10, day 11 when it comes to training camp. Yeah, and again, it, it wasn't perfect there, but I thought overall it was it was very good. I mean, we, we've watched plenty of practices over the years and training camps, uh, even when the pads are on later, where it's like, wow, we're a week into this and the defense is still kicking the ass out of the, you know, out of the offense. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you mentioned that near pick. Uh, that fields through. There was another one that was what I always call foul ball, you know, a deep ball that wasn't in bounds. You you can't throw those because you literally cannot have a completion on a ball out of bounds. You got to give your wide receiver a chance. You know, sometimes the wide receiver can help to create better space, but you still need the ball in bounds to start with. So uh, I think that's where, you know, going back to that quote from Flus, he does mention, Hey, the ball really shouldn't ever hit the ground. Uh, you know, in seven on sevens, but overall it's nice to hear just two practices in the head coach uh, with evidence, with our own eyes, not just coach speak, um, seeing good execution players on the same page. And then the head coach taking it to another level, pretty much saying that it feels that way. Rep after rep, it's consistent. It's not just one time. It's not just one play. You, you, you pretty much see it consistently. So uh, again, not going to, proclaim this to be the best connection in the NFL by any means, but it, like I said before, it certainly beats the alternative. And we have seen plenty of years of the alternative uh, where the quarterback and wide receivers are not on the same page. Yeah. We've seen that all too often, Adam. So this is a good change of pace for the first practice. We'll see what happens next week when we get access again to see if that chemistry is still developing and they're still doing their thing. But um, you know, it's again, encouraging to see like even DJ Moore was talking about what, you know, in this offense, you can kind of move them around in different spots. Like it's exactly what, you know, when we do get access, I, you know, I want to see DJ more in different spots and field is still looking to go connect to him at different portions of the field. That again, more familiarity you can get with your guy in all these different circumstances going to, you know, account for the bears just being better offensively. So you're not pigeonholed to one thing. You only know you can, you know, I guess throw a completion on one side. No, that's not going to be this offense. DJ Moore is going to move around. He is the X, but he's going to move around. And Justin Fields is going to do his job, go through his progression, and find his best target whenever they're open. We uh, will take super chats, a, a bunch of them towards the end of the show, but we can also sprinkle them in as they fit. And I know we have one on Cody Whitehair that we can go ahead and, and drop in now of this one 199 from vibing with the dogs how did cody whitehair look at snapping the ball i'll tell you this i did not notice any problems that's a good thing so um i i also can't say that i you know focused on every single snap throughout the entire practice but um it didn't see any balls on the ground didn't see it to be a problem and then that's uh that's a good thing so uh we'll continue to watch that that that's really that's one of those things that you just sort of you don't even have to look for it. If you mm-hmm. notice that it's a problem, well, it's a problem. Uh, you shouldn't notice it. You shouldn't really have to think about it. So, you know, it's just one day, but so, so far, so good. Yeah, so far, so good, Adam. And there are portions of this practice to, to be pretty transparent where the Bears are on the opposite end of a 100-yard field, you know, going towards us. So we have to look through the defense. One, look all the way downfield, look through the defense, and like, is that is that Lucas? Is that Cody? And you know, but for the most part, didn't see any botch snaps from you know any of the reps that I was looking at today. All right, now I want to bring up one guy in defense because let me just go meatball for a second. I'm just really <laughs> excited. I'm just really excited about this guy. He he's awesome, Tremaine Edmonds. I, I look. Full disclosure, he's been one of my favorite players for a long time. I think he appeared in one of my Bears mock drafts way back in the day when he was drafted. Um, Just a freak athlete. Year they ended up drafting Roquan Smith instead. Now, you know, five years later, he's here on the Bears and Roquan's elsewhere. Um, But it's just, you see a 6'5 linebacker out there. It's, it's, it just stands out. He's so much bigger than like when they split up in their position drills and the linebackers are all in the middle of the field. It's like, who's that giant guy um, that, that, that that's out there with them. And it's Tremaine Edmonds. So I, I, and then for him to 
clearly already have established himself in a very short time as mm-hmm. like the voice of the defense in a lot of ways. I mean, yes, he's playing the mic, but Flus was already praising the leadership role he has. And just the way he talks in the yep. press conferences, and we've only had two of them so far, but one of them was today. You could just tell that this is going to be the go-to guy on Sundays after games and on Wednesdays during the season in the locker room as sort of like, he's going to speak for the defense. He's going to be the leader. He's well-spoken. He's an intelligent guy. Um, and he's, he's quickly making himself, you know, the leader on the defense, I think. And there's others, obviously, you know, Eddie Jackson's still here. Um, and, 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 but this is a, this is a big figure on this bears team, probably for a decent amount of time, like get used to it. And then the question is, can Tremaine Edmonds back that up on the field? And he's just a fun player to watch. Always has been. The Bills have been on national television a lot the last few years as they've gotten better with Josh Allen. And so we've seen a lot of them. And I just, I love the way he plays. And you saw it today with a huge play and interception on P.J. Walker uh, in the end zone. I don't know if in a game it would have been a pick six or not, but he certainly, you know, immediately started a big return and um, it, 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 it for as far as defensive highlights today, that was the big defensive play, and it was Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that came at a a clutch oper- you know, a clutch time where the offense is trying to score in this uh, under two minute drill. Tremaine Edmonds jumps the route, gets the pick, and instinctively, like, hey, I'm taking this back. Like, that's exactly what. Hits is all about with with Matt Eberflus, right? And showing that on the field, I think, is a really good sign. But like you, Adam, like I want this guy to speak after every single game because he's he's really honest. He's a really good speaker, and I could see that translating to how he speaks to his teammates. Like it's very honest. He's gonna you know just give you good details and tell it how it is. And I think that's what you know why Matt Eberflus, the first thing he praised him about was his leadership, like you were saying. So Tremaine Edmonds, he it doesn't matter if he's 100 yards down the field, Adam, you could see Tremaine Edmonds because, like you said, he's a big figure in the middle of that defense. And I see some people are like, oh, maybe I should get his jersey. That'd be a good candidate. I know we had a discussion, like, what Bears players' jerseys could you get? And obviously he hasn't done anything for the Bears as of yet, but I, I like the – the early bets on maybe a Tremaine Edmonds jersey if you're looking to get a new one. Yeah, 49. We're going to see some 49s. We're going to see some twos. Yeah. With DJ Moore. Two, maybe a Roshan Johnson 30. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> okay, that's a little. <laughs> Went from the biggest acquisition on offense and defense to a fourth-round pick. Maybe not quite the same level, but uh, it's okay to be excited about Roshan as well um uh Bragg's in the stands is is uh jumped in here uh you may have heard of him his name is greg Bragg's no, jr he, it's Bragg's in the pool he jumped Bragg's, in Bragg's yeah. in the pool yeah Bragg's in the pool he uh he he's yeah he says breaking news i'm in my pool watching this um appreciate it greg well you know congrats to you on having a pool and um yes. f off dude how about that <laughs> I thought he had a pond. You know? I think I just killed Nick. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that one. It's in the wrong pipe. I'm good. We're good. (laughs) Oh, boy. See, Bragg's killed Nick. Not (laughs) Damn it, Bragg. Yeah. Come on, Bragg's. Uh, You know what? Bragg's probably had a hard day at work, and he's relaxing in in the pool. Good for him. Um, All right. Let's take a quick break, and then uh, I got a lot more in the notebook, including some uh, some interesting. I like how uh, Flus has been transparent about sort of some of this practice structure stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll 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 get into that a little bit. Um, but just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing here. Um, game time. Once we get to games, which are, by the way are going to come sooner than you think. Uh, I love getting back on the field for practices. I just love summertime being on the football field. The weather's nice. And I kind of celebrated getting here. But then the next thing you know, all of a sudden it's training camp and then it's August and then it's September and then summer's over. So that part of it's kind of depressing. Um, but okay, we won't get ahead of ourselves too much. But once those games come around, even in the preseason, 
game time is where you want to be for last minute tickets. Um, it, look, buying tickets should not be stressful. And this, of course, applies to any games going on right now. Plenty of baseball options right now. You can use it for concerts, shows, comedy shows, uh, any theater near you. And the best part about game time is using it last minute. I mean, you can use it anytime, but they have killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets, start getting hype for the fun that you'll have. You'll see when you get it in the app, there's flash deals. You just swipe to the right, activate these flash deals and last minute tickets all of a sudden are right there. Incredibly affordable. And they put them all on the map. So it's easy to find and buy the tickets that you want, the seats that you want. And you can see the seat views from there. So you know what you're getting into right away. They guarantee the lowest price event cancellation protection as well. Uh, even job loss protection. They really think about all the angles here to protect you when you buy these tickets, uh, especially if you're buying them far in advance, but last minute, definitely the place to go. Uh, you don't need to plan months in advance. Game time has the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Uh, snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account, use code CHGO for 20% off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CHGO. You'll get $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. After you check out game time, you got to check out Pins and Aces, which is the official golf apparel partner of All City and CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. I got a new half quarter zip. Looks fresh. And, you know, you can get that too if you check out Pins and Aces. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keeps drinks cold the entire round. You can check out pinsandaces.com and use the code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. And a reminder that CHGO Bears off-season coverage is brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com slash powering biz. All right, Nick, I'm doing this right now. I am declaring this the summer of Bears optimism. Okay. I like that. Op- I like think, that about, summer. think about what we're talking about here. For, you know, this, this, is, this is not like optimism that they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's just that the the train is on the track. It seems to have the right pieces on it. And this thing's moving in the right direction. And it's just day by day plugging along. But for a May, what's today, 23rd practice, we just did a whole segment on Justin Fields looking good, DJ Moore looking good, Jermaine Edmonds looking good. New pieces working out in the quarterback with a couple minor exceptions here and there, uh, having a good day. So right damn now, it's the summer of Bears optimism. You know what? Can I add to that optimism? One of the other players that stood out to me, and he had one play in team drills and also just in the individual reps, like I like how Demarcus Walker looks. His speed off the edge. Just yeah. his hustle, like it shows up. And yes, maybe I'm, I'm looking too much into like individual drills where they're kind of going around a dummy and then trying to swat the football. But I was really paying attention to Marcus Walker because that was their quote unquote big ticket pass rushing free agent who can line up in multiple different spots. I like how the guy operates. And there was one rep in team drills where if PJ Walker was in an official game, this was, you know, actually happening pj walker would have been lit up so it, it, he got right through the right guard and was able to again on the interior but i i like how demarcus walker looked initially in this practice we'll see how that you know if he could build off of that next week and we'll see a more consistent training camp but yeah a guy that honestly i had pretty low expectations for but you know, I liked initially what I saw. I'm glad I saw this, and as opposed to like we were talking about earlier, the opposite. So, Demarcus Walker, we're going to add to the optimism hype train for the summer here. Well, one of the big things I have in my notes from today is um, some details on how practice is structured. 
and we don't have to get too in the weeds into this, but I do think it's relevant. I mean, for one, Floos is emphasizing, uh, and this is kind of the time of year to do it, uh, but a lot of individual drills. So you see a lot of that fundamentals. You put those in now Mm -hmm. so that they become repeatable habits. You got a lot of new players that need to know, you know, the the specific things that this coaching staff teaches. Uh, We saw a lot of that early on, a lot of time and practice today spent on those fundamentals. We, as you mentioned earlier, we got a very up close look at the defensive line specifically just because of where they put the media on the field today. Um, And, you know, I think I think Demarcus Walker is one of those guys that uh, that's that stood out in those drills. So a lot of individual drills. Um, when it comes to the running game versus the passing game, I'm interested to hear your reaction to this, Nick. But we saw on running plays more of a jogging walkthrough tempo mm-hmm. um, because I mean, one, they're not wearing pads, so you can pick it up more when the pads go on in training camp, but it's just more to help the installs of the running game, make sure everyone's on the same page. So they sort of slowed things down a bit in the running game. Um, just kind of, and I totally understand that. Cause like I, one of the hardest things this time of the year is try to run running plays without pads. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's no way to get an accurate uh, judge on really, you know, how it's all going to work. Um, and then, so that way you can kind of do it at a slower tempo to get both your offense and defense, quite frankly, on the same page, uh, defense course with the run fits and, and just sort of get through it repetition after repetition. But then, and this is something Flus has talked about leading up to practices, even going back to the owners meetings. Hey, we need to get better in the passing game. Let's do more in the passing game. Let's, let's spend more time on it. So what we saw with seven on sevens is a total of 20 minutes and they got 28 plays in those 20 minutes during seven on seven to get those passing reps in there. Um, and so I like, and, and overall, like we mentioned, other than a couple of plays here and there, like it, it was pretty, looked pretty good. Yeah, it was Adam. And I think it's smart for the bears to be approaching it this way. I'm sure the 31 other NFL teams do it the same way too, with how they're kind of approaching the run game right now. Like, you want to get guys to be, you know, in their fits. You want to know exactly how the running back's going to take up an angle. And look, these defensive linemen, they're they're not going full force, full pressure, can, you know, get upfield, but the passing game is the emphasis. This is the 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 part of their offense that needs to take the next step. That's why we're seeing more opportunities for not even just Justin Fields, but other guys as well, just to get reps in with all the different wide receivers, all the playmakers that are here. So to me, it makes sense that at this portion of practice with no pads, still, you you obviously don't ever want to see guys go to the ground. Like we could still run seven on seven though. You can still run that effectively, get those reps in. And again, the goal for Matt Eberflus, like we said earlier, balls should not be hitting the ground. So until they're at that stage of it, like, the, the passing game needs to be the emphasis. That needs to improve. Andrew Janoko said it. Luke Getze said it. We've heard it from Justin Fields, Iberflus. So that should be the focal point right now. And once the pads come on, we could see more, I don't know if it's more of an emphasis, but more of what the running game will actually look like now that players are actually playing with pads and can, you know, hit, quote-unquote, hit and not actually wrap up people. But, yeah, I think that's, that's a smart way to approach it at this point in the season. Yeah, so... Um... You know, we'll just continue to to watch that and and see how it develops. But uh, you know, it is always hard this time of year to to gauge anything in the running game. You want to maximize as much as you can there. A um, couple other things I had in my notes from practice today. Uh, one, Jimbo Covert was out there. So while we were, oh, we had the Richard Dent interview going on earlier. Uh, I and I knew it was starting. I'm thinking about Richard Dent. I look up and Jimbo Covert's right in front of me. So. An 85 bear day. Um, it was. So for those that don't know this, the NFL has this program where they have like coaching fellows come in. So coaches that actually work in other places come in and they, it's, it's sort of a win-win because they get to get NFL experience, spend some time around NFL teams. And then the bears or, you know, any NFL team can then pick, the brains of, of these coaches. And so Randy Shannon and Eddie George are the two coaching fellows that are with the bears this off season and into training camp, at least a portion of training camp. Uh, I think Eddie George has to leave because he coaches somewhere. The head coach somewhere. 
the Chattanooga or something? Some um, yeah, it's I don't know if it's exactly that one, but it, I can look it up real quick. George. I got it here. Uh well, it just says he's a American football coach. Thank you. Is it Tennessee State? Maybe that's what it is. Yes. yes. Yes, he's the head yeah, coach of Tennessee State right now. So he's obviously got to tend to his own team at some point. Um, but right now he's with the Bears. And so uh, it's just interesting to see those guys out there. Of course, Randy Shannon uh, has been you know, a longtime college football coach and uh, was, was the head coach at Miami for a while. So, uh, but Eddie George, big name, and Flus had him speak to the team last week uh, in a, in a meeting. You know, uh, oh, you guys, you guys know Eddie George. He uh, played Julius Caesar in a in a play. Did you know that? That's he's also like a, a stage actor back in the day. Really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. The, like how he, long he's ago? Done, he's done Shakespeare. Uh, like five five years ago, something like that. I think Eddie George. Oh, I thought this would have been way back. That's not oh, yeah. that's not that far yeah. remote. Man of many talents. Well, yeah. I've been to his bar in Columbus. He's got a lot of things going on. Let's see. I mean, there's hey, like you got a, of it. Yeah. You got a Kevin Kandak in your background. Yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> as good as yours. Yeah, I did ask a question on the, for the chat. I just asked which. Yeah, I was wondering where that discussion was coming in. Or... This random, random question for everyone today. You know. Anyways, I'll get out of the way. You can talk about it. Oh, I didn't know that part. Okay. Well, Adam, look, Maddie Rafloos loves his iconic guest speakers, whether they're former Bears players, age or whoever. Like he he finds value in that to, you know, share their experiences with all these players and, you know, for whatever the the current players take away from it, that's on them, but he does see value in that. We've seen him, you know, only being in year 2 now, bringing in a bunch of different guys to speak to his team and you know i think that i think that's good like if you know if i was in the player's shoes hearing from players that have gone through the league have been successful i would want to hear those things just to see like how to approach being a professional for a lot of these rookies a lot of- oh well now nick's background sucks where'd he go what happened to him he just froze, froze oh there he is he's back. oh and he's unfrozen Hello, Nick. You're back, man. Nick. What happened there, buddy? Uh, good question. I thought I was still going. <laughs> no, uh, you know, technology. Um, all right. So Eddie George is uh, in the building, and uh, you know, just sharing all secrets with the Bears. Uh, but that uh, I also thought it was interesting that the uh, flu said that they gave Justin Fields and Cole Komet game balls for getting their diplomas mm-hmm. in the off season. Uh, Justin Fields graduated from Ohio State, and Cole Komet finished up his studies at Notre Dame. Uh, I think that graduation just happened Sunday because we got the uh, the Bears pick uh, picture uh, with Kevin Warren attending both of those, and then they and they uh, presented the, both of them game balls in a team meeting. So, and yeah, I like and Justin. Justin said it wasn't hard. Yeah, no biggie. I just finished my degree in the offseason. Yeah, that's you know what he can do. He's he's QB one. He can do everything. And his sister also graduated a week after, you know, Justin graduated. So it was a big, uh, big two weeks for the the Fields family and seeing you know graduation. That, that's always a, a fun time, a great time. So I'm glad that Cole Komet, Justin Fields, and both their families got to experience that because they are professionals. They put everything, every ounce of time, effort into trying to be good at this current job that they have. So. It was cool to see that they went back, got their degrees, and are now college graduates. Hey, Lawrence, let's take that uh, super chat uh, from Daniel on uh, the offensive line situation and Jatiri Carter uh, to in particular. So apparently the chat thinks that Carter will be the main center slash guard backup. Do you think there's a chance of this? Did I space out when you said that? $10 from Daniel Trump. Appreciate it. Um I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, he's a draft pick who's younger, and if he earns it, then good for him. Um, but I do think right now Lucas Patrick is, you know, still here, and if he's healthy and and playing well, then you know he's got that veteran presence. And one thing I pointed out in the middle of practice today, um, which I, we actually got clarification on later, but so 
I should have mentioned this earlier as we were talking about the practice breakdown and how they were doing it. One other thing they did was they split split the team up in the two fields. They essentially had two practices going on uh, just to get more reps in for everyone. The hard thing about doing that, of course, is you have to have the coaches to do it because you're also splitting up your coaching staff. So it's like having a sort of a varsity team and a JV team at the same time. Um, so it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. But um, it, it I did point out at one point that Lucas Patrick was the only um, backup. At that point, he wasn't working with the ones he Jatiri Carter was and Lucas Patrick was, you know, the only other offensive lineman that was on field for with the ones though, if that makes sense, all the other offensive linemen were on the other field, all the twos and threes. Um, but they were actually doing, it looked like somewhat of a rotation there. And we heard later um, that, you know, Luke in the press conference that Lucas Patrick was uh, getting some reps at right guard. So it, it, you know, with Tevin on the on left side, which we've talked a lot about making that move, um, Cody Whitehair at center, and then you, you sort of had both Jatari Carter and Lucas Patrick working in there with Nate Davis not there. So, um, look, it, it, all things being equal to answer your question, Daniel, I, I think you usually side towards the the youth and the promise, um, but I think they also value Lucas Patrick's veteran leadership and experience. Um, and there's that connection with Luke Getze you shouldn't forget about too, him coming over from the Packers. Um, so I don't, maybe they're both, you know, maybe the answer is both. Yeah. And, and you know, Courtney Crone asked about, you, you know, Lucas Patrick and what you like about him at right guard. Well, the first thing Iberflus answered with was, well, the experience, he can go from that inside at, at right guard to the center or vice versa. So having a guy that is experienced provides some versatility some familiarity with the offense. There's a lot of pluses to what Lucas Patrick can add to the offensive line, especially from a depth perspective. If he's not the the starting, you know, center or right guard, whatever it may be, not going to be the starting right guard. But there there are pluses to having a guy like that, especially on this team. And for Jachari Carter, it's good to see him getting some of those reps with the first team at, at right guard when you know Lucas Patrick wasn't there. So just gaining some more some more experience for him, obviously going into his second season. Hey, one thing that helped us all get through practice today, it was sunny. Ooh. Shady Rays. Shady Rays are hot right now. I saw earlier on the show today, since this is our second show, we got a bunch of people in the comments saying they got their Shady Rays. They're all excited about them. Um, we love hearing that. Keep using that code. Get those shady rays. We had them out of practice today, helping to keep the sun out of our eyes so we could see everything perfectly. Um, and I was getting asked about them in practice today. Our guy, Josh Fryman from WGN, he's like, hey, man, you really like those shady rays or are you just doing those ads on uh, <laughs> uh, on your show? No, no, no. That's why I'm wearing them now. Like, they, they're shady rays. They work. And, uh, and we had them out there on, in, on the field today in practice uh, because you want to take on sun with gear that's built to last and our friends at shady rays have you covered for the warm weather with premium polarized shades at an affordable price shady rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's good as any expensive pair that we've worn durable frames extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures and that's not all because shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And this is exclusive for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades Rated five stars by over 250,000 people. You know, Adam, after everyone goes and buys their shady rays, you gotta go check out ComEd because the ComEd energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Uh, that's right, Nick. And, uh, 
ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. And Adam, there's there's a lot there that you just yeah. mentioned. So how exactly does that work? Well, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. And these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. With uh, each recommendation that they give you will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Is, is my connection breaking up? Did, did I hear you say comed.com slash poweringbiz? Uh, yes, your connection appears to be breaking up today. That is a that is an actual thing. But yeah, I did say that. Comed.com slash powering biz. That is B I Z. Boom. Schedule it today. So guys, I was oh. not lying. This was in 2012 in Nashville. That Eddie George is- playing Julius Caesar. It kind of looks computer animated. I don't know why. Like that's crazy. Are you calling this like an, an AI thing? You think this is real? It, may, it looks real. like an AI thing to me. <laughs> okay, fine. Let me let me go to the. Uh, hold no, on. I believe. Wow. I, I believe. I believe you. Yeah, but it sure just looks that way. <laughs> well, in case you don't, we'll go to people in the news from the Columbus Dispatch. There you go. A two Eddie G. Eddie yeah, George. It's all there. Yeah. Wow. I want to. I want to talk to him about this. this Donning the This is fascinating. Yeah, and he's done. Road. He's done a lot of stage work. You know, he's a he's a man of many talents. So you know what? You I guess that's the thing with running backs. Thomas Jones did the same thing. He became an actor. He's a good actor. Yeah, good for him. Um, all right, cool. Um, I was not aware of that. The more you know, that right there, that man wearing that toga is on the Bears coaching staff for the next couple months. I've always wanted a toga. Enjoy it. A toga. You, you should wear that to practice next week. A toga. Oh, see if you get cool. a shout out. Like, nice and cool. Yeah. See if you get a shout out from Eddie George. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, hey, I can relate with you. I was my guy. There was somebody at practice today. I, Nick and I had no idea who he was, but he was standing there. And I swear to God, he was wearing Nick's outfit. It was a very Nick outfit. Um, I, I can can't confirm that like i was t- wondering himself yeah it was like the tighter pants the jacket nick would have <laughs> worn uh also guy whoever you were it it was hot out not sure what you're doing i mean nick nope. himself had the short the short ass shorts on today. <laughs> they're not even that short <laughs> they're like they're like i don't know if they're no they're like seven 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 inches five the five inch ones are you show a lot of leg with those but I don't you know got a five incher <laughs> that that's gonna, that's coming back that's gonna be clipped okay. <laughs> um but well, anyway the guy had nikes on too and it was like mm-hmm. that that could be nick right there that's why i looked over i'm like wait why do i feel like i know you Am, is that are you me are you me i don't know <laughs> that was a fun moment of practice today all right uh cleaning up a couple of last minute notes here and then uh i know we got at least one more uh, super chat here we can take from AR4B Ace 499. How good is the Bears offensive line in the sense that it will allow us to accurately evaluate the D line? It's a good point. Oh, um, of course, going to practice. Is this Bears offensive line good enough to give us an idea of how good the defensive line is, which right now is still definitely a work in progress uh especially the defensive end position but yeah i think the lines i look both of these lines are i think the offensive line has a chance to come around and start you know maybe building a case to be considered possibly a strength uh if they keep like let's get i i as much as everyone shits on the offensive line like 
the Bears did run the ball really, really well last year. And a lot of it was scheme, but you still got to give them credit for blocking in the run game. Um, so if they start to come around in the passing game and actually give Justin Fields more consistent time to throw, then, you know, it, it could be considered uh, a, at the very least a much improved area on the roster. I think the same can be said on the defensive line on the interior. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting to, to, to watch right now. Now, the one thing I will say about this specific question is it's way too early to start having this type of discussion uh, for the simple fact that they don't have pads on. And, but if your question is, is the bears line better to the point that we can accurately evaluate the D line once we get to training camp? Yeah. I, I, I it'll be it'll be more interesting to watch I'll just, I'll just say that yeah and i think too in training camp we'll have a better indication of this like if we're seeing maybe travis gibson continuously win one-on-one -on -one, his one-on-ones in, in a given period then maybe you look at that offensive line like oh okay that again that could, that could be like a two-folded thing like yeah travis gibson is coming back oh braxton jones maybe going down or vice versa but I think the guys they have up front when fully healthy, when they actually have everybody there is going to give that defensive line a far better look than whatever was being thrown out last season uh, to answer your question. But we have to wait. We have to see the pads. We got to see these guys actually be able to utilize all their pass rush moves in a more regular setting that they're going to almost see in, in game time. But this, this unit is much improved. I will say this without the pads, keep breaking those sleds. Travis Gibson, yes. but you know, eventually you want to see him start breaking left tackles. Maybe not literally. Not 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 Braxton, and, not Braxton Jones. And, but, and not the yes. Bears left tackles, but like in games, you know, at least get around them and break them. You know, hit, hit the quarterback. Uh, uh so and, and I was I want to also point out one of the things I had in my notes. Andrew Billings and our guy Herb Howard and I were talking about this during practice today. That's a big dude. I mean, he's. I would, I would put him on a list of sleepers to just kind of watch on this on this team. Um, it's, it, you know, definitely one of those under the radar signings. Happened to definitely wave two, three, maybe even four mm -hmm. free agency. Um, one year cheap deal coming over from the Raiders, but he is a big dude that can keep guys off the linebackers. And I, I think it was Herb who asked the question to Tremaine Edmonds today. And as soon as he like started talking about Andrew Billings, like there's a big smile on Tremaine Edmonds face uh, about how, you know, because it's great that the bears invested as much in these linebackers, but if the D line can't keep the offensive lineman from getting to the second level with ease, and it, then it's going to be a problem. You want to keep, this great range that Tremaine Edmonds has, you want to allow him to use that range. Um, so just, just file that name away. Andrew Billings. Uh, I, I think he, I think that's going to end up being an underrated signing. I think so too, Adam. And you know what? We may never really hear about Andrew Billings. And here's why I say this. Like, he's not going to put up crazy. He's not going to put up stats, but he's going to be that, that guy that clogs up the lane and allows maybe the Tremaine, the Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards to come make the play. But he, you know, he might be overlooked in a sense, but like you, I think he, he has more of a role on this team than maybe bears fans are initially even thinking at this point, again, one practice, but he is a big physical dude. So I'm, I'm curious to, you know, see how that all uh, looks in training camp. One other thing that I just had in my notes, I was kind of watching Kyler Gordon, and seeing where he was lining up primarily throughout the entire practice. Again, no Jalen Johnson out there, but he was still exclusively in the slot. Like it yeah. didn't matter what the outside, who the outside corners were. It was sometimes Vildor, Jalen Jones, Michael OJ Moutier. Six was in the, the nickel corner position following the, the motion man. Like that's where he's living. And I think that's ideally where Kyler Gordon will play this season once they have Jalen Johnson, Tyreek Stevenson, when I think he'll eventually win that that outside starting spot. But uh, throughout the entirety of practice, Kyler Gordon was living in the interior of the defense at that nickel position. Yeah, and that's probably even more notable because with Jalen Johnson not there, mm -hmm. you know, not even there, you'd be like, oh, well, are they going to be tempted to move him outside? 
So definitely, definitely interesting. Um, I want to close with this. Did you happen to see what happened? Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to lie. What? I thought you were That <laughs> actually scared me. Like I jumped <laughs> when that came on the screen. What is Come happening here, say right what's now? Up, bro? What's up, Hi, Annie. What's up? And say what's up, Nick. Oh, all right. We just, first day in the pool, so we had to celebrate. Nick, okay. Nick, I just have to know. All right, get in the pool. I just have to know how beautiful was it seeing DJ Moore in a Bears uniform today? I have to know. Oh, two fits DJ Moore to a T, Greg. I can't wait until you get to see him uh, in person and just see that connection from Justin Fields to DJ Moore. Bears fans are going to be excited. They have a lot of reason to be excited. All right, well, I just wanted to rub – I just wanted to rub it in that I'm in a pool. Yeah. Okay. Well, the rest of us are trying to work here. Okay. <laughs> well, enjoy. You guys did a great job today. Have a good Thanks, one. <laughs> enjoy your pool and your, uh, your, the rest of your day. That looks very nice for those that are listening to the podcast and have no idea what just happened. Maybe drove off the road when, uh, the sound effect came in of him breaking through a brick wall. Uh, that was Bragg's in a pool with his daughter uh, and disturbingly without his shirt on. And just, I don't, I don't know if we needed that. We all have it now. Yeah. Um, what, what I was going to bring up before Bragg so rudely interrupted this pool. Um, you see what happened at Jets camp today? Uh, Rogers injury. Is that what Rogers didn't make it through warmups. He got hurt. He strained his calf or whatever in warmups. And he didn't practice. Now, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but it's still funny. A yeah, they, uh, I don't like a lot of us in that, man. Yeah, I don't like laughing at injuries, but, you know, it, 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 it's not, it does not appear to be a serious injury. So I think we can have fun with it. And just the fact that all this built up, all the darkness retreat, all the hold up with the trade, all the hype and him going to the Knicks games and the Rangers games and all this stuff. And then he gets out there in the practice field, doesn't make it through stretching. That's stretching. It'd be tough. It could be tough apparently. And maybe Rogers ain't cut out for it. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Bragg says we needed that and we love it. That, you know, that's accurate, but we don't need to show it. <laughs> <laughs> Two can both, both can be true. I mean, really, I'm just wondering why we weren't invited to do this show from the pool. Valid question. It was a hot day. The sun was beating right. down on us. At, uh, I mean, would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, no, we probably would have needed like a helicopter or something to get to northwest Indiana from, from Lake Forest. But uh, I would have done it if I knew there was a pool involved. Yeah, I'll get in the helicopter again. I mean, it probably would have been faster than Nick driving to Arlington Heights. So that's true. Look, there was an accident as soon as I left Hallis Hall. There was a always something. I'm like, come on, man! I just need always to get something. Back. Always something. Who's winning the 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 uh, poll on the? Oh, uh, uh, yes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, whose backdrop do you like better, uh, Adam or Nick? Adam currently leads with sixty-four percent of the vote. Wow! Congratulations. <laughs> Must be the. Uh, I'm going to not say it's, it's not the banners helmet. It's probably the uh, Super Bowl footballs over your other shoulder. We got we got Super Bowl footballs. We got uh, – because that's my thing. I grab a football from every Super Bowl I go to. And, um, you know, you can't go wrong. What is that? Come on. This is – okay. Everyone who knows Dragon Ball Z, you know, that's Goku. What else can I sway people with? Not everyone knows that. And And – they know they they do know this guy though. Have you heard of him? Greatest player of all time. Oh, look at that! Look at that in the chat. Goku, Goku, let's go! Give me those, give me those freaking likes. Uh, I have nothing else. Yeah. I mean, I guess your Jordan shoes might be better than this nesting doll from Russia, which you open up and it's Scotty Pippen inside, and then oh, that's cool. I like that. And then Dennis Rodman, and it goes on and on. I think Steve Kerr's in there and uh, Phil Jackson. 
So wow, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this should be a I new segment as we do the shows in the summer. From uh, you know, it's just it, every day we explain one one item from our background. I I don't know what Goku is, and I'm not sure I want to know, but you can try to explain. Well, he is a character from oh, you don't have to. That's Dragon fine. Ball no, Z. I'll, I'll mute you if I have to. Mea, mea. No. Okay. No. He's jacked. Turned Super Saiyan. Amazing. He's jacked. Okay. Oh, Someone say they think the nesting doll's creepy. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> All right. Uh, fun show. Thank you to everybody that's watched either or both of the shows today or listened to the podcast. We thank you very much. We appreciate the support. Please hit the like button. Uh, I think doing two shows today, you should, I don't know, you can't really hit the like button twice, but you could hit it on this show and on the Richard Dent show as well. Uh, and of course, if you're listening to the podcast, please rate and review. We appreciate it. Uh, do it for peanut Tillman. Who's on the screen for you right there with this thumbs up, give us a like. Uh, and of course, if you missed either show, um, please check it out. Has he got his thumb up too? Usually it's a fist, but well, it's a thumbs up. So you okay. get those thumbs up, you guys. We it helps us spread the show to Bears fans, so they can find out what the hell is in our background. So that's right. We need to get more Bears fans here. Um, all right, go check out the record Richard Gent interview if you didn't already. Appreciate uh, everyone and the support today. Uh, we're back tomorrow in studio. What is tomorrow? Wednesday? Losing track Wednesday. of days already. That's not good. Uh, so we'll. Uh, that means you're off. So Carmen and I will be in studio tomorrow. And I think we have a Bears After Dark tomorrow night, too. That's right. Braggs in his pool. Braggs will do the entire show from his pool, even though I think it's going to cool off tomorrow. I think that should be his punishment, actually, that he has to do the, sh- the nighttime <laughs> show from his pool in, like, the 50s. 50-degree 50 weather. It would be good for uh, to recover the body, but not going to be pleasant. All right. We're out of here. We'll talk to you again tomorrow at noon. See you.